With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. How you doing tonight? Welcome to Beyond the Gate Radio. This is our Sunday, actually, not Sunday. This is our Friday, November 1st edition of Beyond the Gate Radio, a special show. And our guest tonight is uh, Michael Vanderpool, astrologer. And actually, I am not your host, David M. Baker. I'm your co-host. Michael is the host. This is his show tonight. This is the second show. And I want to tell you a little bit about Michael tonight. He returns to talk about heartbreak and more interesting subjects. Now I'm going to just tell you a little bit about him for those of you who may be listening for the first time and a refresher for those of you who have, may have heard it before. He's an astrologer 
and intuitive consultant. He's Reverend Dr. Michael R. Vandenpool, and he's an intuitive astrologer, and he's internationally known and traveled in over 24 countries, and a member of the uh, Magi Society, the APA, which is the American Press Association and Legal Shield. He is also former nursing home and administrative assistant and a black belt in Taekwondo, which, by the way, so am I. <laughs> but I don't do it anymore since my physical condition is not as good, but I can still stand my ground. Anyway, he uses magic astrology, other astrology, and his intuition to uh, predict life events and times with you uh, weeks or months before these events take place. And he will also help you navigate the course ahead and have a deeper insight into the soul and timing for best success combined with cutting-edge research in the most modern-day astrology. By aura, video, and character, he is a true indigo also. He is also the author of extremely accurate predictive ebook, A Storm Warning for Israel, Spring and Summer, 2007. Check him out on YouTube. Now, it's YouTube and Facebook astrological heads up for May, June of 2011 was, again, down to the day accurate. UN meeting in Rome, May, Italy, uh, Italy, May 5th, 2011. This is something that he stated and it was proven to come true. Like the psychic twins, I mean, this man is totally amazing. That's why we have him on the show. Uh, in some total so far, he has made over five successful public, accurate, documented, published, and beforehand predictions on major geopolitical events and financial market moves a month or two months in advance before they actually happen down to the week or even day they happen. See his documented proof of uh, this site for more, for example, because he has lots of, of information there, and his fixed star angle on the moment at birth is uh, Menkar, the empath, interpreted as one who can sense or know the future. For more information, go to Michael's website, which is posted, if you're listening to the show now, look at the bio, scroll down. His website link is right there. It's universalstar.gs forward slash about. It's all there, folks. I'm not going to go through all that, but I'll have Michael repeat it, but it's there. If you really care, check it out. And before I bring Michael on, I just want to tell you that, you know, okay, Michael, he asked me about my astrology chart. I'm very fascinated about astrology and always have. You know, I'm a psychic medium and all that. So I said, okay, because I've had from other people that I've known, regular people, kitchen table to celebrity psychic, give me my um, astrological chart in a reading to what's going on in my life. Only Michael, the person that is actual host for the show tonight, has given me the most in-depth, most detailed, and most accurate reading that I have 
ever had, and I stake my reputation on the line. This was totally, totally amazing. You have to listen to Michael tonight because he's an amazing person. He's, you know, he's a man of the world. He's kind of like a uh, a news reporter, a CIA agent, you know, a man that's in a white light to help the world. I mean, this guy is so amazing. <laughs> I'm just going to bring him in right now and let him start talking, and I'm going to be quiet. Michael, <laughs> You are the host. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for that uh, very nice introduction. I appreciate that. Uh, my pleasure. I mean, when I first started the radio show, I'm going to my fourth year now, I was willing to help out you know, new psychics and mediums to get the word out. And then, you know, also the higher profile psychics, mediums, Paranormal investigators, UFO investigators, and all that. You know, we want to bring things that go beyond the gate to people that are willing to listen. But we support every guest that we have on, and I'm fascinated. Now, lately, I seem to be attracted to more high-profile people, but only it's because they have a proven track record. And uh, we want them on the show because it seems to have helped out a lot of people. And... You know, yeah. I, all I got to say about you, and I've had you on. Rarely do I have somebody on this soon. Once again, after the show, Kevin Schopel, of course. You know, truth about the Bible, truth about psychic and spiritual gifts will be on again too. But you're on really soon because you are Michael Vanderpool, man of mystery, and, and that's the way I really feel about you. Well, thank you. It, <clears throat> there have been some interesting things that have happened lately. Um, as you had mentioned, I'm a member of the American Press Association, so I've done some journalism over where I'm currently located, which is the Republic of Georgia, the international city. It's uh, the capital of the country, too. It's Belize, T-B-I-L-I-S-I. And so it's been, uh, it's been quite an adventure. Also, in terms of prediction, I had published to Facebook, my Facebook in the notes section, on July 29th, 2013, an astrological analysis of the uh, next president of the Republic of Georgia. Um, a, a Georgian had asked me who I thought would win, and specifically if the candidate who has now been elected to presidency um, would win, and I looked and noted very, very strongly that he would would be the winner of this um, just last presidential election of the country of Georgia, which just took place October 27th, as far as the actual uh, casting of the votes. And I think he's actually scheduled for inauguration November 17th. So this is just another, actually another um, public prediction that just came to pass. And um, the, the journalism that I was doing involved, at one point, going down to a city here called Devani, which is on the border, uh, the so-called administrative borderline with uh, what, what's sometimes called a breakaway region or what's in reality an occupied area of Georgia. It's occupied by Russian troops, which is a, a situation that's left over from the 2008 August war between Georgia and Russia. And what was taking place there 
that the <clears throat> excuse me the foreign ministry here was stating that there were 65 Georgian families that had lost um, their houses or property or land, and a lot of these lands in this case literally feed the people. They literally feed the families. There was one family where I was interviewing uh, one of the members, and she was talking about the situation there, and while the interview was taking place, she was collecting apples and grapes. And one of the things that she had lost or had come into the occupation of the Russians was this so-called administrative uh, border line that had been moved. So this was um, a situation where later I was actually on the border itself, the razor wire fence, it was there, and uh, we were with a soldier, a Georgian soldier, interviewing a man there. And um, it's interesting because after that had taken place, they were talking about even moving that particular border, um, you know, uh, several meters forward, you know, like 15 meters or another. I think there were reports that the borderline had moved 300 meters in some places. And so um, after this was published to YouTube, and a lot of people throughout the country of Georgia were in protest over this, including a group of 30 journalists who had visited the same place I was at, um, the government here finally announced that for now, the situation had stopped, that they were not anticipating that border to be moved further into Georgian territory. And during that uh, interview with this man, it was actually under the watch of snipers up on the hill. So it was just like um, something you'd see out of a movie, quite literally. <laughs> well, that's really amazing. You know, um, I was wondering, you know, some of the things you were talking about. Now, you know, this goes beyond being an astrologer and an, an indigo person, you know, child and intuitive and all that. You know, with your spiritual gifts, you are guided to, you know, do things for the world, you know, to help people. And you have about you a warrior personality. And you have a spiritual personality. Some people would call, you know, Mother God, uh, male, feminine, great balance, and all that. Now I've noticed that, you know, when you were over there recently, actually where you're at now, why is it that? You know, what, what, what's the goal of Russia? You know, it used to be the uh, USSR, Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, and then the wall collapsed. Now it's Russia again. They gave up a lot of his territories. You know what I mean? The East Germany and all that. Now, why is it moving a fence? You know, are they being persnickety or are they trying to be sneaky, you know, moving their border and reclaiming land in a low-key way? Or, you know, they, they couldn't make it in Afghanistan. And a lot of, they had a lot of failures, but they never give up. What is going on with that, if you don't mind me asking? I know this may be a little bit off subject, but what's going on with that? Well, it, <clears throat> that's a very good question. It seems that the president of Georgia, the current president, which is Mikhail Saakashvili, had uh, an interesting article that was published, and his response was basically that um, his feeling was is that the purpose was in this creeping occupation 
that by moving in a kind of um, step-by-step way, they would actually come in and incur upon the the, uh, the pipelines through here, the energy pipelines, oil, gas, whatever. I think in this case, their concern was that they would actually be moving in toward um, the energy um, pipelines through the country. And also, it seems to me to be a lot of times these things are psychological operations, if you will. This is just my perspective. I've been here a total of four years in this particular area of the world, actually five if we consider I was present during the Orange Revolution in Kiev, Ukraine, where at the time my then um, interpreter and personal assistant, um, Yulia, who was actually present when I wrote the book A Storm Warning for Israel, spring, summer 2007, when we were in, in, later in Panama together, uh, the Republic of Panama. Um, this was um, this actually goes back quite a ways. You know, it, the whole story gets quite complicated because you know she herself. You mentioned uh, uh, the warrior personality. She's actually uh, went on to become U.S. Army Airborne and um, U.S. Special Operations. So we went. The, the warrior energy is very, very, very strong. I think this could even have, in my opinion, go back to past lives. This is something that I've thought for many years now because she has herself become quite the warrior. But um, in in total, back to the situation with Russia, I think that there is a lot of uh, kind of testing and and psychological operations that goes on with these situations because in previous situations here where things got hot with some politics um, or situations in the country of Georgia, you would see um, the, re- the raising of the number of troops from Russia in occupied Georgian territory raised to a maximum level, for example, during the period of um, the last parliamentary elections that this, this took place. And we would see um, a release, a press release, or a statement from the Georgian ministry, uh, foreign ministry. And they would talk about how they're concerned that the... Russian uh, troop levels had raised to a maximum level. And this is all very unusual because this is actually a pretty strong ally of the United States. Recently when the uh, Russians made a so-called friendly visit to Cuba, I think that was earlier this year, I'd have to go back and check the exact date on that, but um, they actually um, had a destroyer and some other personnel and ships show up in Cuba. And um, I think within a week or so, uh, an American destroyer finally arrives here to Batumi or to uh, the port city here in Georgia that uh, was met with the Georgian president and the Georgian prime minister who actually, um, I think it was the prime minister who actually boarded the ship, actually, in this case. So, um, you know, that allowed uh, us to have a presence. I'm talking about the Americans. It allowed the United States to have a presence right on Russia's doorstep in the situation. So um, these things a lot of times um, have not only a symbolic meaning, but I think a lot of times it's um, psychological operations. It's also to say that if no one puts a stop to it, they would just come in and occupy the entire country. (laughs) So I think another interesting thing is that I read that both NATO and the United States had um, put out a call to Russia to respect Georgia's territorial integrity. So, um, in essence, uh, 
you know, if there's any reasons at all, I would, I would, from the observations I've had being in Georgia for some total of over four years, first time having been back in 2005, I would say that a lot of it is um, psychological, actually. That's just how I take it. In the military, we call that geopolitics, and specifically the area it would be metropolitics, but no, an ongoing operation for, you know, uh, a purpose with a determined outcome or hopeful outcome would be called PSYOPs, or as you call it, psychological operations. And I know that you, know, you want to have some shows dealing with that, this as well, which is, a, you know, a very important cause. Anything we can do to help others wherever, whomever, is an important cause. I won't go too deep in that because I'm kind of, you know, a little scary because I've had shows with different people, including about you know, UFOs, like, you know, everybody knows Nick Pope from the MOD in the UK. He's the author. He's been on the History Channel, you know, Nick Pope. And I had somebody else on who had something specific to say about the UFOs. And he warned me prior to the show that, David, that when I get into this specific subject, you could be cut off the air, something could happen, whatever. And I said, nah, go ahead. And I guess after the first hour he got into that subject, my show went dead and I had to get back in. But on the recording, he and I both heard somebody laughing in the background and said, well, we got him good. We effectively, you know, closed him out or something like that. And then uh, I was able to get back in the show. And uh, a, a week to the day later, I heard a loud thumping over my home. Now, I've been in the military. I know what military helicopters look like. I've been in them and a lots of other stuff. And I hear this loud thump, thump, thump. I run outside the house, and there's a black, unmarked helicopter flying right over my house. And I said, oh, my God, this stuff must be true. So, you know, I have to be careful what I do and say. <laughs> I mean, you know. So, anyway, so you plan to have some amazing shows about many things, and I know you can have a large following. We have a couple of callers on the line uh, right now. Before we get into your subject, are you willing to take one call for right now because this person has been holding since people before the show started, and then we get into your subject? Sure, no problem. Just for sure. fun? Sure. Okay. Uh, let me see. The Sherelle's not here. So we have a caller from the 509 area code, 509. Welcome to Beyond the Gate. Hello? Hello? Yes, 509 Hi. area code, that's you. Where are you calling from, and what is your name, please? I'm calling from Spokane, Washington, and my name is Elizabeth. Okay, Elizabeth, we haven't really gotten to the main subject tonight, but obviously you know Michael, and we haven't started talking on topic yet, but if you have a question, go ahead. I just wanted to see if you could just on your own see anything maybe about my health? 
Are you talking about the things that are going on in your house or about the no, changing of a house? No, health. Are you talking H-O-U-S-E, correct? Like health. No, H-E-A-L-T-H. Oh, hell. Yeah. Okay. Michael, <laughs> do you have any input on that? Hi. Well, usually, you know, I, I don't usually do too much with that. You know, I always tell people they need to see their... Um, you know, a, health, a professional medical or health practitioner and that I don't, you know, of course I don't diagnose or do anything with disease or anything oh, no, like that. Sure. I'm not a medical doctor. But um, what uh, it, it's typically what I'm doing is I'm usually getting that from the charts. So, I mean, I can look in, uh, if, you, if you'll provide me anything with your birth you date. Anything you see? Sure. September I mean, 6, 1975. Sure. Okay, one moment. I'll look that up here. And what city? Spokane. Were you born? Okay. Oh, Harbor, California. Harbor, California. Okay. So um, when I'm looking right now just to see what's happening, and I think um, as far as any... Mm, you probably, you know, would want to... Uh, be checking up with anything to do with uh, how your blood sugar is working and maybe, you know, keep an eye on how you're doing with, with that kind of issue. And I think that uh, actually right now is I don't see anything that's really terribly um, menacing if that's, you know, if that's the kind of thing that you're – I don't know if you worry too much or if you need to maybe – look at how you're thinking about things or, you know, dealing with stress. But a lot of times what we're thinking and how we're looking at things in our life uh, can create um, better health or make worse health, you know, as far as like what kind of thoughts we're having, as far as how much anxiety that we're experiencing. I don't know if that's a problem that you experience more than usual. Yes, it is. Okay, I'd so, yeah. like to step in too and say see your dietitian. Go for another exam. Look at your upper respiratory system and your your blood system because uh, there is the onset of you know we don't give medical readings on the show, but there is the onset of something which you have noticed. You know, and it has, I think some of it has to do with weight, food intake, and uh, and stress. Take a look at where you were when you were feeling better and what the difference is and what the difference is in your life right now besides age. You may or may not want to see a dietitian. You may want to see uh, a medical person to tell them what's going on to assess you. That's very important. You should see them and uh, listen to what Michael said because it makes a lot of sense. I'm pretty much getting the same thing that he is. Hopefully that's helpful to you. Okay, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, this is a really a fan, fantastic time as well to go ahead and pursue those things. It's, it's a very, very good time to get started. That's a, something a lot of people, they, they, uh, the power of decision and taking action is, is um, it's something that really can put you in the right place with the situation, I think. Okay. Well, thank you very okay, much, thank young you very lady. Much. Sure. 
And uh, I'll put you on mute. You can make continue to listen to the show this way if you wish. Thank you for calling, and okay. we hope we yeah. helped you. Okay. Take care. Yes, you did. Thank you very much. Bye. All right. Yes, I'm nice speaking with you, Elizabeth. Well, Michael, you know, a lot of people listen to this show for many reasons. One is, you know, to get some insight on, on something or maybe... You know, get a little help, advice, or whatever. But, but hopefully, this show can you know bring to people knowledge, knowledge and entertainment at the same time, and that, that's what we strive for. So now you mentioned something about a new subject that you want to mention tonight on the show. Would you? Are you ready to start talking about that? Um, sure. So we can we can talk about that. The <clears throat> excuse me, we're talking about uh, the astrology of heartbreak. That is correct. The astrology of heartbreak that seems to be a big issue. Because when I'm on mostly on as guests on other shows, and I want me to do readings, one third of the readings I get are relationships, and they have to do with that too. You know, so. I'm sure a lot of people will be very interested in this. Yeah, it's um, it's really quite fascinating for me because I went through a very difficult period in a relationship. And so I studied very intensely the particular astrology that's related to relationships. It's also something that is said in my Vedic astrology chart, which I have kept an eye on as well. Um, and there's a great book on that by Pandit Parsai, um, which is uh, the predictive side of Vedic astrology. In any case, I've got some planetary alignments in there that would make me a so-called expert in the area of relationships. And I feel like it's one of those heaven-hell scenarios where, you know, if you want somebody to help guide you through um, something in life, would you want somebody that's been through heaven or who has been through hell or maybe a little bit of both? And because the experience uh, gives you an ability to relate to people and to see things um, and to have an empathy perhaps that um, would be lacking in someone who's only let's say been happily married all their life and uh, never been through hell let's say and I'm one of those people who's been through hell and with relationships but it's reflected in the Vedic astrology chart in that um, that gives you a lot of practical experience in, in the ability to guide others with some of that and when it comes to Magi astrology, that's M-A-G-I, there are some very, very interesting um, modern discoveries on the astrology of love and money, and particularly love, with uh, those studies having been on over 100,000 people uh, for over a period of 20 years. It's very scientific. This particular part of the Magi astrology is, is scientific, actually, very scientific, and that's a, a modern study on a modern finding about how important the astrology of Chiron is. And so what we find is, is that, for example, when there is uh, Saturn or Saturn midpoint, uh, Saturn Chiron uh, midpoint applying clash to natal Chiron, the sun or the earth or the moon in the major astrology chart, these are periods or transits in a person's life that are very harsh or very hard 
on issues of love or money, but particularly um, love. And if it's in a looped heartbreak transit or that uh, transit of Saturn or Saturn Chiron midpoint clashing tomato Chiron, um, then we have a situation where uh, there can even be a loss or losses taken. And usually we'll find that, you know, it can be situations that someone has lost a partner, someone's marriage is lost or challenged. I've seen situations where um, relationships have broke up because of losses outside of that immediate relationship, but then uh, that becomes an aggravating factor to the relationship. And I've also seen issues with um, uh, challenges or, or, you know, losses in terms of money or career. So identifying periods like this and being aware of them is very, very important for those people that really care to put forth the effort to try to change their future or to try to save a relationship, if you will. Um, and um, that kind of knowledge of the, you know, the weather in a person's life can really help um, save a relationship. I just had a friend who is in uh, L.A. himself. He's actually from my home city. Uh, he went through a looped heartbreak transit, and he uh, was in a situation where he actually wanted to break up with his girlfriend during that period. And he is very uh, devout Catholic. He's actually a confirmed Catholic. We've been friends since I was uh, 13 years old, So, and I'm now 43. So it was quite fascinating that over the years, he's become a little bit more open to astrology, and he's seen me do some very interesting things, um, in, including with his own personal astrology in the past years. And so he took the advice, which was, you know, if you're going to break up with somebody, you try to do it outside of this type of transit, because in major astrology's theory of natalization, you, he would be natalizing the breakup itself with heartbreak. And if you want to break up with somebody, you want a clean break. You want to do it with uh, as, as least amount of additional heartbreak or bad luck, if you will, or complications. And so in our theory, you would wait till you're out of this window of, of heartbreak or this window of, of bad luck, if you will. And so he said, well, look, it's not going to make any difference. I'm breaking up with the girl anyway. What's it matter if it's going to be another three weeks if, we, if we're together or not? And so and I, and I, in this particular situation, I said, look, I said, your one thing you're going to be able to do here is you're going to be able to at least say, hey, we made it for one year because it was going to actually be their one-year anniversary before this uh, transit is, was over, and I was advising him to wait, you know, please wait until this is over. And then, yeah, if you want to break up with her, break up with her. And so he did. He took my advice in the situation, and he waited and then he broke up with her. <laughs> so, um, but the, the uh, fascinating thing is, is that uh, within about three to four weeks, uh, I'm seeing photos of them still together and attending um, some rather major events there in L.A. And uh, it's uh, something I've seen on Facebook. And um, anyway, so, I mean, that's, that's an example of timing and you know, working with Heaven's Workshop, if you will, that if you can find and use this knowledge, then it gives you, it empowers you with more choice, with more decision. But here's a situation where you have someone who is um, 
confirmed Catholic, quite religious, we're very close friends, and yet when he calls me, I know it's no surprise he's wanting to break up with his with his girlfriend, and they had a quite, from my perspective, quite nice relationship. It wasn't anything, to my mind, into I think what would be the, uh, for most of us, it wasn't anything that, I mean, uh, problematic, if you will. And so it was a beautiful thing to see that they're still together. That is totally amazing. Now, now I want to step back a little bit and throw in some stuff. Not really a monkey wrench in the works, but no. Back in the 70s, I guess, I started reading Jeannie Dixon's horoscopes because I was amazed that, you know, she predicted in a couple of years that a president would die in office, and Kennedy did. She didn't get the right person, but she got it pretty much accurate. But, you know, my horoscopes were pretty cool, too. And, you know, life is a learning process. You know, a lot of us go through major uh, downfalls in our life. But it, it's when we pick ourselves back up that we came back, we come back stronger, which happened to me and other people I know. And I learned something from my relationships. And that's, you know, a lot of bad relationships, marriages, and other bad things, but I learned from them all. So when I found my current relationship, I applied everything that I learned from that and made this a better relationship. But also, no matter what religion you are, where you are located on this earth, or who you are, it does not matter. Everybody, and rulers back, you know, way back, thousands of years, have uh, looked to the stars for help and answers, and it doesn't matter. They, they have always came through, and people predicted who's going to be a, a, a ruler in Greece, or if, you know... Uh, Alexander the Great was going to win if Napoleon was, you know, should go to Persia to fight. You no, know, they all went to see astrologers, which is totally, totally amazing. Now, I'm, you know, so I'm validating what you do. You have big time. It's true. You know, your reading to me was totally amazing. And before I say my point, to answer one of the questions that you said that. Uh, something happened when the stars were right recently that uh, I got the movie and TV offer and all these different things came in. I didn't do anything. They just came to me. So it wasn't me initiating that. It was just me initiating that, okay, I'm ready to come back and do stuff. So that's amazing right there. But what is the Magi Society? I'm very, very intrigued about that. Is it a secret society? Is it special? You know, can you tell me a little bit about the Magi Society? I'm really, really intrigued about that. Sure, David, and, uh, and congratulations on, on the projects that you're starting to, to put together. I think that's really exciting, and I, I really want to congratulate you for that. Um, and just to touch upon your personal astrology, that... Uh, Chiron trying the sun and progression that you have is absolutely fabulous and it's fantastic for the path you have ahead. And I was really, really excited to see that when we, when we looked at the progressions there that you have in the, in the Magi Astrology chart. The, the Magi Society, and I, and I want to give them thanks um, both to you for having me on again, but also to the Magi Society, um, which is indeed um, uh, formerly a secret society that started 
with a group of Shaolin monks in China in 1625. And they were legendary astrologers. And um, they've continued that tradition until this day. Excuse me. Until this day, they've continued that tradition, which gives them even more depth of insight with the modern research that the Meiji Society continues to do to this day. And it's, um, you know, they have the websites and, and the, uh, the free um, mini ebook, um, you know, the astrology on, of love and money is uh, freely available there. And it's something that anybody can get a really good introduction to just by reading the, that ebook, um, Meiji Astrology, The Key to Success, uh, in love and money <clears throat> by the Magi Society. So this is, um, uh, there are a lot of secrets still, if you will. Um, one has to consult with a certified Magi astrologer to get uh, kind of a, let's say there's a lot of research that's not been released yet, that it's still being developed, that it's still being worked with in terms of, you know, the very um, cutting edge of um what's happening with Meiji Astrology. But um, the tools that we do have and what is available freely on their websites and in their books is quite empowering, uh, and it's something that um, anybody can learn. So this is, this is um, quite an old uh, society, and not only is it going back to 1625 from its origins, but uh, it's also, as, as an organization itself, the wealthiest astrological organization in the world, and one-third of the membership fully has Ph.D. level of education. So it's, um, it's quite, um, it's quite uh, it's for, for the astrology organizations in the world, it's quite a prestigious group, actually. Well, that's totally amazing. I'd like to know more about them. I was wondering, you know, people wonder, well, how does astrology work? How can I just be born and the stars say this about me when that's not my energy and this and that? And then, whoops, maybe it's right. You know, going outside of the realm a little bit on the precipice, if you, if I must say, if a spirit said, you know, okay, I'm going to incarnate to earth and do this and this and whatever, could there be a guide there that says, okay, wait till the stars are positioned this way because what's written into your Akashic record it, you know, is uh, also written in the stars. So you know, you're born that proper time. And sure enough, when your astrology chart was written, because you were born, you know, that's why you want to know all the information. And sure enough, it, you know, everything resonates with what you said and what I've done, and I said, like, that's shocking. You know, I, I came upon that information, and I think I was saying to myself, man, this is not, you know, something that you know, people look at the stars. I mean, they've been doing this for eons, for thousands of years, since the beginning of mankind, and over and over again, this has been so accurate that I'm just totally, you know, look at the stars, you know, I, I don't know how to do that, but when I listen to something, somebody like you that's experienced it, has that knowledge and, and understanding of it, and, excuse me, and then to give me the incredible reading that you did, I'm saying, you know, you did read my book, and some stuff you did not know, 
the stuff you told me that happened, you know, certain years around the 70s and certain years around the 80s and other years, I mean, chills went up my spine. I mean, that's totally true. What you said, you know, in, in my uh, chart, it, it, I was just shocked. Like, my God, this is true. You know, <laughs> I mean, some of the information you cannot have found out from anywhere, and yet you said it dead on. So, it, also, what you do, does it have anything to do with horoscopes, or is that a myth, or can you touch on that a little bit? Well, there there are some horoscopes that I've seen um, Magi Astrologer put out. Uh, it's not something that I'm doing yet. Um, what I'm doing is really working with people a lot on finding some of the more pos- the most positive times in their life and then some of the more challenging times in their life, you know, the, the heartbreak of astrology or um, conversely, you know, more success type of energy and in, in a way that can either give them kind of some defense or strategy against things that may come in in that period or to really have a, a kind of a, a diving board, so to speak, to really uh, pinpoint a time to jump out and, and, and get into the water and really start going for it, you know, kind of swim the race, so to speak. And um, on the other hand, I've done the kind of consults where it's just general and we're, we're looking at everything just to see what's happening, you know, the whole picture. But it's very easy for me to point out the power of astrology when I can find the extremes, if you will, because a lot of people won't get it if it's subtle and there are certainly subtle influences. But if it's those big impacts in life, whether it's extreme positive or extreme negative, they usually find out pretty quick just how accurate we can be. And I found out pretty quick. So, <laughs> using the show as a sounding board, and I want you to do it. No. Uh, that is, if the time avails you to do it. No. Do you have anything you want to say, any announcements or anything like, are you going to do one of the, um, some shows here, your own shows or both, or do you have any plans or are the wheels turning for something? Can you tell us anything? Well, I have, uh, I, I do want to do a show on astrology um, with you on your platform here and I would like to um, go ahead and get that pursued and I'm, I've been planning that for a while as you know. So I, also, um, it depends on what develops with this other, in terms of the journalism that I've been doing and some of the more um, uh, events happening in the area that I'm in right now. For example, it's it's uh, not always easy for me to be where I'm at. It's quite difficult, to be quite frank about it. So, um, however, those are such um, unusual events that I've been involved with in these last days. I've actually been um, considering a government-related, well, You'd say it's a, a non-government related project in a way, but it actually involves quite a, a lot of contact with people in the government here. And um, so it depends on you know, what develops in that way, but that's another consideration is that on the topics we spoke about earlier as far as uh, some geopolitical um, news, that might be something that I look at in terms of a, a radio format as well. Um, I've also met some very interesting people this last year, including Donald Rumsfeld. I think it was uh, maybe not this, this last year, but the year before. On the plane, I remember that, yes. That was quite fascinating for me as the author of A Storm Warning for Israel, Spring, Summer, 
2007 because it was quite a fascinating uh, scenario in which um, there was probably about 30 people on a flight, a jet, uh, British Midland International BMI flight, and we actually flew over the Caspian Sea together, and Donald was sitting in the front of the plane with his wife, and to my left is... Uh, who I found out later, I suspected that I found out later by getting his book uh, and seeing um, uh, it's about the known unknowns. And I saw photographs of, of uh, his family in there, and I knew that it was to my direct left, um, two girls and his family, and directly behind me, the seat behind me, was um, one of the men in his family. And uh, we had some small talk that night as we flew over the beautiful Caspian Sea into Baku, the capital of Azerbaijan. And then um, from Baku, we flew into Belize, the Republic of Georgia. And uh, it was a dramatic flight because there was lightning and uh, thunder and a lot of rain. And at one point, Donald had come back with a very uh, kind of a beautiful, positive, but very confident smile and uh, was speaking to you know, the girls. And I think that, you know, I, I posted about it on Facebook and there were some people that gave some very uh, nasty opinions about about my, uh, you know, <laughs> even mentioning Donald Rumsfeld. And I said to them, you know, I have to have uh, a newfound respect for the Rumsfeld family because they're still in a very strong way in service to our country. And at his age, I was absolutely amazed uh, to see him actually working and active in the service of our country. And he's got quite a, uh, an interesting autobiography himself. I've also, uh, earlier this year uh, and last year as well, I'd met uh, Billy Edward Albert Meyer in Switzerland, speaking previously about UFO oh, cases. Oh, yeah, I love that guy. I believe he him, is, too. I believe he, him. This has been a major... It's one of the most important stories ever in, in that I've come across. And uh, I actually was there just in September of this year. And uh, the first time I had been there was actually in August of, of um, 2012. And so, um, and I love Switzerland. Switzerland is a fantastic place to travel. Uh, the trains there and the scenery from the trains is just really fantastic. So, yeah, I, I, I was able to meet with Billy uh, for tw uh, two different times now. And um, I like, and there's a book called And Still They Fly by Guido Musburger. This is uh, one of the best books I've ever seen on that topic of UFOs myself. I know there's a lot out there and there's a lot yet I need to learn about that. But I, um, I like, back to astrology, it talks about when we are born in the world, the time that, that they say that is to use for the moment of birth is when the head crowns the birth canal and takes on the imprint of the cosmic energies. And so, you know, it's nice with major astrology that we don't need the exact birth time. Um, in uh, that, we're using uh, the very ancient style of astrology in a different way of calculation. So it's not so necessary to know the exact birth time, but in Vedic astrology or Western astrology, for example, it's quite, it's quite necessary to know the exact birth time, but a lot of people don't, you know, there's certain births that it's hard to know how to define the time. And at least in the material put forth by Meyer, um, that gives us a very precise definition of when to time 
the actual birth time. And it's quite an astrological explanation in that the crowning of the head at that moment, the, you're taking on the imprint of the cosmic energies. And so astrologically, um, that's, that's how we get some, some information to work with in, in one uh, area of this very scientific uh, study, actually. So um, I had, uh, I'll mention this, I also met, had the great privilege of and honor of spending some time with a Christian missionary in my mom's nursing home, Highland uh, Home for Seniors. And it was during a heartbreak period that I had returned to meet with this woman who had traveled to Africa. And she, at the age of 40, had founded and developed um, a hospital there uh, for children, for, uh, for giving um, births. I, I think uh, she actually, at one point, I had talked with her, and she was 93 years old. And uh, she was re- recalling the stories of her life. And she was a midwife and helped actually deliver a child in the middle of the road there in uh, Rwanda. And so um, she had many fascinating stories. Um, I considered her a spiritual warrior. And I was sitting on my mom's porch at Highland Home for Seniors, and I was speaking with her about her days in Africa, about her life. And she had such a strong love for helping people and bringing change to the world. And um, it was during a transdimensional heartbreak in Meiji astrology that I had. I had foreseen uh, a death and actually a funeral. I was getting images from uh, this coming event in my life. And and there was some speculation by me, and and I was telling my family about it. Uh, That's something that's been difficult for them to deal with. Uh, because they don't, you know, being having a gift or an unusual ability, it's not something that everybody, <laughs> you know, is can, you know, it's 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 very challenging. And but uh, they had seen enough from me to know that there was probably something to it. And unfortunately, it was um, the death of this woman that had taken place in this time, um, and so it was very dramatic uh, because she had actually had a stroke. I was there and kind of manage the situation until my mom, uh, along with another staff person, until my mom was able to arrive. And, um, and it's sad for me because uh, she was a great woman, and uh, 10 days later was actually when she passed, and we attended the, the funeral, and I was making a video, and I had seen myself already in the future making this video about a funeral that I had just attended. So um, when I say that I've met some very important people, um, I'd say that this is certainly one of the most important people as well. Uh, that's maybe a little bit unusual. She'll be someone that most people outside of our community or the community she served in Africa, for example, uh, may never know. But she's someone that left a very strong and important impact on the world. And I have to say that uh, it was such a, a close and touching uh, event to me that it, it was an element of my personal heartbreak. Uh, it was hard to, um, you know, we, we, it's a tough business that my family's in. I used to do this type of work. Um, I used to run one of our family nursing care homes for five years, and I've always been around the business uh, since that time. And uh, a lot of times I was there for two months this past summer. So um, it's, um, in my travels, 
it's one of the stories that I'll always remember. Uh, and I met her back home on the family's nursing home porch. So um, it's quite, yeah, I don't know why I, she, she was um, herself uh, an international traveler, if you will. And uh, it's one of the more beautiful stories, but it came out of a time for heartbreak for me. And that's how that, that's manifested in that particular transit. Well, you know, we're given all the tools and everything, the meetings of people, the going to places that we need. We may not realize it at the time. We may look back on it later and realize, oh, my God, if this hadn't happened, where would I be or whatever. You know, uh, a lot of light workers have been through a lot of hard stuff, like I was homeless and lost everything, yet I came back big time. And not only that, but, you know, it's the people you meet. And it's really funny because I was married to a Chinese girl before. I'm married to a black girl right now. And, um, the, you know, the Chinese girl that I was married to before, my ex-wife, uh, said in San Francisco, she was on the bus in Chinatown. And uh, these Chinese ladies, she was sitting on the bench in the front. And these older Chinese ladies were sitting on the bench opposite her, behind the driver. And this black lady gets on and uh, asks her to move and sit down. And the Chinese ladies go, ay yeah, you know, to say some stuff in Chinese to her, right, you know, about her. And they're like, oh, look, the black devil's going to come sit down by us. And then the black lady said to them in perfect Mandarin, I was a missionary in China. I understood every word you said. Boy, their faces turned her cherry red real fast. <laughs> it's funny. But, you know, I mean, the, the, this just the way life is. You know, I had bad relationships and all that. But, you know, the people you meet and everything. Now, I'm, I'm afraid uh, of you and some things because you're a bold warrior like you've you have interviewed heads of state and uh, diplomats and important people and people that are spies. Oh, my God. Now, I was in the military, had top secret clearance and did stuff, and I know a little bit about that because I had you know, a couple of episodes in the military with something like that. But, you no, know, whenever uh, you talk about that, it kind of scares me because I think... Oh, I'm talking to Michael Benipol. Now I'm going to be monitored by NSA or somebody to be listening to my stuff. And like sometimes I'm afraid to talk to you because you know some of the stuff you're bold and brave. The stuff that you get into, you know, you're a warrior. I'm really, really uh, impressed and amazed. And how can you do what you do? Well, it, in one sense, I have to thank the Georgian people. Uh, because I had actually put on Facebook that about the border situation, for example, in Georgia, that uh, maybe I should just have to go down there myself and check it out, as many were, uh, even the journalists here, already going there and um, making protests nationwide about this, this problem. And I would say that, um, you know, it wouldn't have been possible without the, the help of the Georgian people, um, and so I think in all in my travels around the world, I've, I've noticed that, um, you know, it's, it's the way of humanity to lend each other a hand and to um, help each other along 
and uh, the Georgian people are known for their hospitality. This is something that they've had and been known for worldwide in their 5,000 years history or, or more, actually. And so um, in all, um, you have to have a sense of humanity, and it may be well misunderstood by many. Uh, misunderstandings is something that we'll have to continue to deal with as, as individuals, as nations, as a humanity, but it's a struggle worth enduring. Well, thank you very much. And I want to tell listeners, the show is about the end. Uh, stay tuned for more of Michael Vanderpool. And um, the last show you did with us, I checked, and you had thousands of hits already. Uh, I was just floored. So hopefully this show has thousands of hits. And I wish you great success. You know, we work together, or you do solo, whatever you want. But, you know, you're an amazing person, and we love you. Thank you very much for being here tonight. I love you, too. Thank you. Okay, Michael. Good night. God bless. And thank you, everybody, for listening to Beyond the Gate Radio. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.